this is it. The road to Port Leash begins. Possibly the shock of the century awaits. This is the Loud and Proud Kerry Talking Points Podcast. Sing Oh, the exuberance of youth. That was me recording before we went down. Well before any thoughts of a 28-point massacre. It, 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 it just boggles. like to, to suffer at the hands of class and the gulf is just one thing. But we genuinely did. Like That's the way I felt before the game. That's probably the beauty about these recordings. Is it's a snapshot in time. We did match up well with, with Kerry, but we underestimated, I underestimated, the county underestimated, the Loud boys did, the squad did, just how good Kerry are. Like, oh, I'll talk about that later on, the talking points, but they were so good today. They ripped us they ripped, us, ripped us to ribbons in terms of their play, in their style, in their approach, in their, their directness, in their technical ability. It was just... It was just much, much worse than I thought. I, we thought Dublin and Crow Park was scary, but Kerry, like, it, 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 in one sense, it's beautiful. It's wonderful to be playing up close in person with these and basking in the quality of the players they show. But my God, it was a, it was a tough afternoon. Uh, really, really was. Um, look, at perfect setting, perfect crowd, really good attendance, um, really good matchups for Loud. Uh, I'll get into yeah, I'll get into the matchups straight away. You're you're gonna hear disappointed. Yeah, I'm disappointed, but you're gonna hear from Mickey Hart, Jack O'Connor. You're going to hear um, the flow of the game, matchups, and talking points. So I think I'm about thirty five talking points. So nothing too hectic or too heavy, but just yeah, there's there's, there's a lot to get into and kind of digest also. Um, so if you haven't signed up, sign up now, patreon.com forward slash loud and proud for 34 extra talking points. And they're technical and they're, they're juicy and they're, they're kind of telling and they're apt and they go right into it. And like I said, it's a snapshot as well on this season ending loss to Kerry by 28 points. Yeah, well, it's a record-breaking it's a record breaking loss I think, in the championship. 90, 99% certain on that. Uh, but it began with James Calliff and goals, Dan Cork and Peter Lynch, Donald McKenney, Leonard Gray, Niall Sharkey, Colin McKeever, Tommy Doran, Conor Early, Kieran Murphy dropping back out, sweeping, Kieran Downey on the 40, Conor Grimes on the left wing, Colin McCall swapped wings, so it was Craig, swapped corners, so it was Craig Lennon, Samuel Roy, Colin McCall in the, in the full forward line. And it was the team that was named and selected by that one position switch in the two corners swapping over. Um, you know, you read Philly McMahon's kind of piece in the side, probably one of the worst pieces he's done so far. And he talked about having a target man in there. Maybe it was Colin McCall, the target man inside, like like Jack, uh, not Jack, like um, Aidan O'Shea was for Mayo to see how they stressed Kerry and beat them. But Jesus, it's such a, it's such a good competition. You know, three, we run Cork close, we run Mayo close, and then we just get hammered. Mayo defeat and hammer Kerry. So it just shows in a matter of weeks. Three weeks, uh, four games, was it three games in four weeks? Three games in three weeks that these things can turn around and manipulate themselves. And that's why it is, but regular games, regular training, tweaking, 
and getting up to the pitch of things. Just wasn't to be for us today, but they made a couple of changes as well. Obviously, Mike Breen came into the starting lineup, and the late one that was called, he would have got that fairly early, thanks to a loud and proud listener, um, about Tony Brosnan coming in for Paul Ganey. That was fairly well well circulated to me anyway, so well beforehand. You would have got it if you'd signed up. You would have got that breaking news, that switch. Shane Ryan started in gold. Right full was Paul Murphy. Jason Foley was full back. And left full was Thomas Sullivan. Right half was Mike Breen wearing seven. So he went over to Mark uh, Connor Grimes. Tyke Morley at six. And then left half was number two, Graham O'Sullivan. Jarman O'Connor and Jack Barry in the middle of the field continuing that partnership from the from the Nigel Club to Dara Moynihan, Paulie Clifford and Adrian Spillane was the half forward line and then you had Sean O'Shea, David Clifford and Tony Brosnan so the matchups, the matchups straight away was Foley went on Sam Mike Breen went on Grimes like I said Graham O'Sullivan out and Kieran Murphy so he was kind of the free man um, along with Tom O'Sullivan Paul Murphy was on McCall Morley started on Downey and Tom O'Sullivan won Craig Lennon. Then the other side, Peter Lynch got the task of marking David Clifford. Don McKenney got the unenvious task of marking Sean O'Shea. And uh, Dan Corkin picked up Tony Brosnan. How lively was he? And like I earmarked in the pod, the email beforehand for the game, he used that knackiness that was going to suit Kerry's game plan better than Paul Keeney's would have. Leonard Gray picked up Adrian Spillane, Colin McKeever picked up Darren Moynihan, two wings. And then Niall Shahi did get the match up with Paulie Clifford, but it was at centre-half, because Clifford started on the 40 there. And that maybe threw out a, a wee bit. Maybe they thought Dan was going to go on Clifford, or Donald McKenney's going to go on him, and then O'Shea was going to be picked up by Sharkey. And it just kind of spun us and it spun them a web that, that worked out. Everything they touched turned to gold. Sorry, Conor Early was on Jarrod O'Connor and Tommy Dornan was marking Jack Barry. Um, yeah, everything they touched turned to gold. Like, it was just right from the off. They just got at it. They were, they were terrific. They, they knew they had to set it better with the pace. You could tell they'd done the homework from Paddy Talley watching us against Cork and then the the, the view against Mayo on, on national television. So Sean O'Shea, uh, I think he wins the first free and kicks it over the bar. Connor Grimes then gets a great goal chance. I'm going to talk about the impact of that goal chance um, in the talking points. And also, having watched the Sunday game as well. But that was a great, great, great chance. That puts us one all. Uh, but you can tell, oh right, they, they, they are spraying this ball around. They are confident. They are really, really pacey and aggressive and intentional in the ball O'Connor piles one over from long range Paulie from a straight from a turnover um, Sean O'Shea lovely spin in the corner really high level high difficulty shot in front of the terrace in the right corner spins it over make it 4-1 then Kieran Downey also gets a well worked score really good score 13 minutes on the loop but we wouldn't score for another 20 minutes we 34 minutes before we get another goal another score and in that Kerry just won the game. They kicked 2-10 to no reply. O'Connor from long range again. Tony Brosnan very lively with a mark inside. Um, Mining off a kick out. David Clifford then hits two from deep. Oh, sumptuous, gorgeous, audacious, classy. Easy looking points which are so difficult. Arcing, such height on them, such class on them. Two in a row. Just kind of when the game was really still a game, he was like, all right, I'm going to get involved in this before it isn't. 
that O'Connor kicks his third point, uh, long range point in the 20 minute. That that made it 10 2. Sean O'Shea then gets a really good score as well. O'Connor with a lovely foot pass inside. Then Clifford, 24 minute, turnover, snappy. The speed of Clifford to get there it gives it to Sean O'Shea. Sean O'Shea, he finished with 180, set up two, two other goals as well. So, a serious contribution from him. But yeah, he gives the ball inside. The ball has worked to Tony Brosnan. Brosnan, sorry, yeah. O'Shea kicks it to Brosnan. Brosnan gives it to Clifford, who continues on that run. The speed of him. He actually starts before Peter Lynch and ends up ahead of him. And then. Nobody else can really catch him either. Just absolute beast on the run. Running full tilt. Strokes into the bottom left uh, corner. Yeah, by Peach. Peach did make a save then shortly afterwards. But Poddy, Poddy gets a second score of the half as well. Um, yeah, Poddy Clifford. Shawnee O'Shea gets a, gets a 45 from that save from Peach. Then Breen from a turnover, Thomas Sullivan drives forward, gives it across to Sean O'Shea, who gives it in to Breen, and Breen nearly handballs it in as well, but he takes it in and just scutters it past uh, Peach in the net. Then Clifford gets a mark, 2.14-2, you know what I mean? Just We did have chances in between that, we had chances we'd, we'd wise, but some of them didn't even go over the bar, some of them didn't go wide. That sort of afternoon, Sam then nails a free. He missed a couple of frees in that crucial period. Also, we'll talk about that very shortly. So, thirty third minute, miss uh, he gets a free. Bit of a row then with with Sean O'Shea and ripping the jersey off just Sam and and O'Shea. But then Minehead gets a. I don't know. It's like a just that pace and that ball going down the throat. He kind of tries to get on the footpath and kind of gets his hand on it and bubble it bubbles over the bar. Two fifteen to three points at half time. A long way back, a long way over. You know, eighteen points down at half time. It was just damage limitation for the second half. It was going to come out with redemption. That didn't even happen either. Just the pace and slickness of them. They went, they went and scored one five. No reply. O'Shea gets, gets a savage mark through a crowd of bodies to set the tone. Finishes off a slick move then after. Then Tony Brosnan, then Clifford as well, gets a score. Then Paddy Palms in a goal after Graham O'Sullivan. Uh, hand pass the ball across the goal. Um, really good finish. Then Thomas Sullivan gets his courteous point the game, man. Now at this stage, um, he gets another one late on too. Clifford then, sorry, Liam Jackson halts that. He comes on at half time and halts that kind of momentous run. It was a good score actually from Liam in the 51st minute. But uh, yeah, Clifford then gets a penalty. Peter Lynch and then Anthony Williams fouls Sean O'Shea. So to make it 4 20 to 4, Clifford strokes it in again. Would have been nice for Peach to save that, I'd say. Um, Connor Early then kind of gets a good score from long range. Dylan McKeown comes in, he was very lively, gets a free, gets a point, misses one, he could have got a score, could, could have got his hands on it, doesn't, but he was, wasn't afraid to shoot. Really lively, and you do wonder. Pose a few questions. I am asking those questions in the, talk, the rest of the talking points. Downey gets a second score, neat score as well. Thomas Sullivan gets another. Then Sharky comes to the field and kicks the ball over the bar. Andy Williams gets a great point in the right corner, and then Tony Brosnan um, brings the score to the, to the finish. And then Conor Grimes gets his second score of the game to bring it to a sudden and shunt and uh, stop. For the end of the season, and yeah, 
So we're going to hear now from Mickey, and then we're going to hear from Yara Jack O'Connor um, too. So sit back and listen to the to the two boys, or skip forward if you want. Either um, it's up to you. But I'll talk about that after. Mickey, uh, I suppose hugely disappointing uh, performance overall. Yeah, it's a sharp learning curve again. Like we got in the Leinster final, you know, we had some good re, uh, results between the Leinster final and now. But today we met one of the top teams in the country. Um, they didn't appear to be playing at that high level in the few games they played to date. But they certainly turned it on today. And um, I suppose they had the breeze in the first half. And that was critical because they were hitting scores from far out and over our sort of block, if you like. And uh, when we went on the counter, we didn't punish them enough. We had some good counter-attacks in the first 15 minutes of the game and got very little return out of it. If we had actually finished those as we may have done on another day, then we would have made a game of it, certainly to half-time. But when it came to half-time, the game was out of sight and Kerry didn't let up. They, they, they weren't content with what they had at half-time. They went after the game just as vehemently as they did in the first half. So it was a lesson in just what's required to play at that level and it's a harsh lesson and that's two harsh lessons we've had this season. One in the Leinster final and one there but look at uh, if you weren't standing in front of these boys you wouldn't know just how good they are and the level of fitness that they have, the level of, of conditioning they have. So it's a big lear- a big lesson for all of us but it's a lesson we have to learn. The good thing is we got before teams like this this year. Well, those couple of um, misses in the first half, uh, when the game was still, you know, still very much in the game, uh, was that down to lack of experience, lack of composure, or nerves maybe? Well, it could have been a bit of that, but the the, the breeze is, is actually stronger than it feels. You know, people looking out at this, they don't think it's a breezy day, but it's, it's quite significant. And so some of the shots that were taken for points, I can understand that. But we were through maybe with a, a goal chances too, and maybe drilled one over the bar, and maybe another one just dropped we mishandled the ball at the last moment so we needed all of those things to work for us because we weren't finishing those off and they were going down and picking off scores if we were building a little bit of a score for ourselves then that wouldn't hurt us as much but that's life now that's the way it is we have to live with that and hopefully roll up our sleeves and say you know how do we get to a higher level next year because we're going to have to go to a higher level we want to compete in this kind of uh, company you would have known from the draw, uh, the Cork, Cork, Mayo and Kerry, that that was a sequence. Uh, the game against Cork was probably the one that would have se- could have seen you into the, into the knockout stages. Well, that's true. Um, that was a big game and I felt we played very well that day. Uh, the rub of the green went against us just at vital moments and they got a two-point lead. But I don't think they were any much better than us on the day. We, we could have got that game just as handy. Again, it will bring you into a preliminary quarter-final where you probably don't meet people of this quality and, and the quality that, that was in our group. You know, so whether that would do anything for you or not going forward, who knows? You could come in and meet a team that isn't so well defined as these teams that we've been playing against and maybe not learn as much. Not to say I wouldn't have taken it if we'd got the chance to take it by all means, but it is what it is now. We're out of the situation. We just have to lick our wounds and learn for next year. Mickey, what about the, the uh, three teams qualifying, etc.? Doesn't that give the bigger teams, we say the top teams, uh, the space and the time to time their runs and their preparations a little bit better under less pressure? Well, I'm not sure. I think it's not a bad thing because if you didn't have that 
third place playoff kind of thing, third and second place playoff, they would be dead rubbers if some two games, some team had been beaten the first two games. What's the point of playing the third game? So they should kept all these games live. This was a live game today going into it. Kerry had to win, or you know they could have been in trouble. Uh, so that kept it alive, and they, and they soon made us know that that this game mattered to them a big deal. So no, I, I think it's I think it's a valuable enough. It might extend the county season by a week and some people think that's not necessary but I think it does it does do good to keep the, the whole group alive to the end there's very very few totally dead rubbers there now the way it's panned out How impressed were you with Kerry? Well you couldn't be anything but impressed with them when you look at what they did there they just were moving sharp they were they were physical in, in, when we brought the ball into contact you didn't get out of it very safely and their finishing was superb and I just think it's the best version of Kerry that I've seen this year I've watched them in the league and I've watched them in the championship games to date and I think that's far and away the best version of Kerry and I mean you wouldn't have thought that they were that good when we saw them actually getting beaten by Mayo you thought you know we had a decent game against Mayo I know they could have beat us by a bit more but like we stayed with them and uh, the finish we had made it look like a really tight game probably wasn't just as close as that but I, I felt we stayed with them very well over the 70 odd minutes this was a different league today, an absolutely different league. It's been a year of significant progress. Um, how will you cope though with the, this disappointment, this, this performance today? How much would that take away from the progress that you've been making this year? Or is that a challenge now for you? Well, it is. Of course, it's a challenge when you get a, a morale sickening defeat like that of all, by all means but we got that in the Leinster final and the next two games we played then was against Cork and against Mayo and, and I think we recovered very well in those games so who knows next year Division 2 starts again this will be behind us there will be lessons to have learned from it and, and, and we go at it and we say right how do we be better and so we have plenty of time to think about what makes us better and, and hopefully we'll do something about that Good year I overall, I think it's been a successful year because when we come into Division 2, coming up from 4 to 3 and 3 to 2, we were the likely candidates to be relegated again. But we didn't. We actually ended up third in Division 2, which actually qualified us for this atmosphere and this, this kind of company. So I think that you have to look back and say that it has been a year where there's serious progress being made. But if you want to continue to make progress, then we're going to have to work very hard uh, to get up the next level. Nicky, I suppose the ethos that you said is that you know, you're know you trying to get up to these standards and up to the highest levels. Is that in any way maybe a reality check? Does it, does it, what does it mean, I suppose, now if you're thinking moving into, into next year? Well, it, it certainly t- lets the players know, you know, without any shadow of a doubt, what's required to play at this level. Because sometimes you can look on at the team and watch video footage of them, maybe they're not playing to their best. But then when they're when you get a team like Kerry and a team like Dublin who are on song, this is what you have to deal with. And uh, that requires a serious level of conditioning. It requires a serious level of strength and a serious level of footballing quality. And uh, you know, the players wouldn't fully understand that if they didn't stand toe-to-toe with these men. Now they've done that, it's going to give them lots of food for thought. I suppose, though, last year we spoke in Cork about the importance of getting within a margin to make the players feel they could get to that level. Yeah. Unfortunately, maybe Dublin and Kerry in there at the extreme top levels, they've been more difficult assignments. How do you possibly convince the players is it possible that, you know, if that's the level that they strive to reach... Well, it's it's not that hard to convince them because we started in Division 4 two years ago and that's where we were. That was the standard of football that Lowe's were playing in. 
We got to Division 3 and I think did very well that they win Division 3. So it's a work in progress. And the higher you go, the harder the work is and the longer it might take. So you can't expect a team who are playing at the level now they've been playing for the last number of years to come in and say, we'll go from one, we'll go from four to three and three to two and two to one, just in sequence like that. You have to learn as you go. And obviously the higher you going up the ladder, the more learning is involved and the more the more you need to work at those high level of skills that you need the high level of fitness you need the high level of conditioning that you need so I think the players will learn from that and um, I just see it as a natural progression that means that if you want to get to the top you're not going to jump there very fast Just finally for me the, the club challenge I know you're an F players and added to the squad in that this year I, I, there's maybe talk of players who have been very experienced who have been around for a while do you envisage any sort of I know now it's very difficult but I suppose the club championship you're obviously going to be looking for for, for players like you of course you're always looking for players you know because that's what that's what club football's about that's what championship football's about you're looking for people you think might be able to go to that level and there's always a wee bit of a conveyor belt in any squad where people come to the end of their careers and move on uh, there's no time to be saying who should do that or who might do that it, it just happens sometimes and um We've had a few men. We're talking about retiring over two or three years now. So, and they didn't. So, we'll not, we'll not be very definitive about that, at least in the mean, in, in the short term. The result performs the minutes, but uh, your reaction overall: Cork beating Mayo puts Kerry top of the group, gives you a weekend off straight to quarter final. Your reaction? Uh, I'm delighted with that, really, because I suppose two weeks is the ideal time between months of time between games. It just gives you a bit of time to recover and then build back up again. Whereas a week is a week can be can be just a bit dodgy at times, you know. If you're, you know, if you're in needles or whatever, so uh, look to with that. But I, I always thought Cork had a chance in that game. Cork were very good against us, and uh, you know, the boys were brothers, they all as well. He set up well against them, so it wasn't a huge surprise. But uh, you know, great bonus for us to finish top of the group. And, and, and just having that fortnight, just let us. Tell us, uh, Gavin White and Paul Ganey were two absentees today. Look, Gavin White just picked up a minor cast during during the week, and uh, Paul, Paul possibly could have played if, if the ball was put to his head, but he just didn't his hamstring, so we just didn't chance it. Uh, but look, we're hoping that the two weeks now will give everybody enough time to go. Sure. And Kenny would be among that Kenny's family. Well, he, Kenny yeah, comes, is, a, is a bit behind the boys, he's yeah. still stubborn enough. Um, can I just ask you, sorry, Jason? But just ask you, like, I mean, notwithstanding, obviously you couldn't couldn't control events up in Limerick between Mayo and Cork, but which he certainly went out today. You knew he had to win the game, but he went out and he played like, with a team with with a, with a real purpose and just to, just to get a lot of things right for yourselves. You know, um, I mean, it was a devastating performance, really, from start to finish. Uh, look. I suppose we would be disappointed with the, with, the, with, the, with the way they performed, but we, we felt we were going well in training. But we, you know, we were getting more, more and more comfortable against those pack defences, and uh, that's the key to football nowadays. You know, you have to, you have to be expecting that teams will pack the defence. You have to keep the ball moving and just have width and depth in your attack. And uh, I thought we, we did that well. And they were kind of the serious first half, keep three points from outside there. What's out to cover, and uh, that always helps because it draws a lot Jack, I suppose, how much were the frustrations in the last two games, regardless of results? How much do you think it fed into the players in the way they performed today? We were a bit frustrated coming off of Cork. Like, uh, you know, people were discounting Cork. I felt Cork were 
I said it from the word go, the Cork would be very good at Gordon Park at Cleve. And uh, I also gave him a big chance of beating Leo here uh, this weekend. So it was a bit disappointing from the Cork. The narrative is out there that we should be, you know, trumping teams. But the way football is played nowadays, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Mike Breen, I suppose, look, he got his chance today. He's been out for a while. Got a goal. I suppose it was amazing too. David was here and Paddy, they played Ignora and Cup semi final here. They played such a big part in the game today. Yeah, look, it was great that we were helping David off there and give him a rest because he's, he's been on the go and, you know, there's always the danger of an injury. So, uh, great for Mike Green to get, you know, the bones of 50 minutes into his legs because it's been very, very frustrating for the last year and a half for Mike. He's a good lad. I had him as a minor, and uh, you know it's great that, that he's, he's got a, a, you know, an injury for the run now and a bit of mileage under his legs. It kind of looks too like Jack the Year will be crawled apart from the rest of it from here to Bidian, where they decide to put the quarterfinals. I suppose that is a massive incentive. Yeah, the team hasn't been in Crawl Park this year because of the way the league yeah. worked out. Um, yeah, sure, the lads love going to Crawl Park. That's where you want to play football, but I must say, like, no more park here. If, <laughs> I've had a lot of luck here. I've won a couple of school rounds here, and, and uh, I was involved with more freedom than when I left the club here, so this is a good growth from, you know, a lucky growth for me as well. Jack, that first 15 minutes you mentioned playing against packed defences, and I know from looking on, we were a bit taken aback that they had 15 behind 45, and yet you were still getting that space. Do you think that's way more what you were doing rather than any four? Look, we, 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 we train every night against that kind of setup because you have to, like, you know, the, you can't be naive enough to think that things will be there to triple ice on the side. So, um, the, the beauty of the air was we got a lot of fellas chipping on. Tony was very lengthy. We were not coming as well as huge first half. Charlie was very good. Carly was very good. We got scores from different areas. And that always, always, the lead off the other thing. You know, the narrative is out there, but we were a one man band. We didn't believe in real threats from a lot of areas. Jack, I don't know if you've seen the stats, but I can't imagine you lost too Kickers, I think I, up to the 55th minute, I'm not sure you've lost even one at that stage. Oh, well, I'm not sure how much pressure these are allowed. Yeah, there's no. But um, Shane Ryan has developed that stinger, which is, which is a great weapon, you know? Dean Shane Murphy is helping him to develop that. <laughs> Shane is a great weapon as well. Is that your best half in the span of football this year? Imagine the last. That is, yeah, look. We've been patchy, we've been, we've been patchy. So look, we know there's bigger tests ahead, but it has to be good for the contest. But, Put together with the family state. All right, thanks, thanks, sir. Thanks, sir. Thanks, sir. Yeah, you can hear it. They did, they did believe the best football till, la, till the last game. Uh, Jack kind of odds to that, nods to that as well. They were really, they were focused. Like they had to get, they had to win that game today. They weren't going to lose that. They came with an attitude. They came well schooled and they just, they just brought it. They really and truly brought, brought. And you hear Mickey's dismay as well, missing chances. Sucking the life out of us, getting to the next level, being exposed with like, like we 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 played a fire today playing with these boys. We got badly badly burnt again, scalded the arse ourselves. Playing these serious serious footballers like I I underestimate like they're they're ferocious even from the warm up the way they're spraying the ball, kicking it and kicking it, but they do it so uh, elegantly as well. But right. Let's get into the talking points. And uh, talking point number one for me is no tactics on a day like that. No tactics would have worked. No tactics came into play. No tactics would have been um, able to endure or foresee. They're just 
the skill level, the high skill level, all tactics go completely out the window. Against a mass defence, against an open defence, against players inside, when you have balls being able to be drilled in, either foot pass, accuracy to hand pass, and then the point taking and the efforts... Like Sean O'Shea just kills you at Ruthless. They didn't kick a wide in the first half. They kicked three overall. They hit the post twice. So bizarre, Paddy uh, Clifford hitting the ball twice. Sorry, that's talking point number two. <laughs> talking point two. So you're getting two free talking points. But yeah, that was so bizarre. Um, Paddy doing that in the same motion for the first, nearly to get to the first score. But the way they were able to mix it, they were able to go at us, just that accuracy. Just that phenomenal play. It was just so hard for like it wasn't like say the Dublin game where you we didn't put all them men behind the ball or it was a kick out kind of malfunction. It was simply absolute golf and difference in, in skills. The way they could just find a man, make everything redundant, make it a one on one game across the field with that with that uh, beauty, to be honest. Like, Jamal O'Connor stretches us with long-range scores. Inside, Tony Brosnan's jinky, knacky runs. Uh, Sean O'Shea's inside with that hustling and busting and power that he's found inside. He can attack the line down. And then all the while, David Clifford's happy to play in the periphery. Paddy, Paddy, uh, um, Clifford is happy to run and probe at us and pop at us from deep as well. Two workhorses on the wings and then you have the wing-backs propping up everywhere. When they could, and then it was it was just that sort of absolute outclass uh, game to be to, to be dismantled. Probably there's no shame in that either, but um, that is talking about number one and talking about number two. Um, those are your free ones. That is all the talking points. Unfortunately, the loud ladies also lost today as well, which is such a pity for them to, to, to start off the group stage with a loss to Leiter Matin. They would have beaten, I think, would have beaten them twice a couple of years ago. Um, so that's a big loss, big blow, but no doubt they can come back and recover. Um, thank you very much for listening. The season is not over. I will have plenty more stuff on the club scene. It's still club, it's still club is king in this county. Everyone see how the club's going on. You see that in the numbers and the people listening and interested in the League All About It show. Three more rounds of that left. Then you have the split season. Then you have uh, ramping up for championship, um, championship pods. All that, all that, you name it. My, no, the players might enjoy the wee break, but on Loud and Proud here, there'll be no break. We'll be right back in the league all about the show this week as well. So bring it on. Thanks very much for listening. If you want to hear the rest of the, the, the uh, talking points, do sign up now, patreon.com forward slash Loud and Proud. I think it's only four euro a month. Uh, so well worth your time and well worth delving into um, Kerry and just learning from them as well. Uh, just, yeah. Really chastening day, but still, to play in them is it's where you want to be. Uh, like, get up close in person with them and just seeing them all in, in all their glory. It's just, it's, it's exactly what you want, but not necessarily the, the punishment that we did receive. But from Loud and Proud, thank you very much for listening, and I'll talk to you very, very soon. <laughs>